Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you for joining me on Radio Taiwan International. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and coming up this hour, I have Ear to the Ground, where Andrew Ryan brings you some sounds from Taiwan and around the world, and Jukebox Republic with Shirley Lin. But we're going to start things off, as we always do, with a bit of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, February 17th. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and joining me today is actually Natalie So. Hello. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks. And Shirley Lin. Hello. On today's agenda, China Airlines' top brass is doing something rather drastic to help out the company in this trying time. Next, most people are trying to erase any relation with the city of Wuhan, but one guy claimed he came from there even though he didn't. And finally, we have an update for you on the Black Hawk crash that happened in January, which claimed the lives of Taiwan's top military officials. We have all that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. All right, you know what, guys? I'm going to start off this story really quickly because I am a huge, huge space nut. Just everything about space really just fascinates me. Uh... It, I look up at the sky and I wonder so many things and I feel so tiny at the same time. Did you know Taiwan was supposed to launch its first homemade rocket last week? Yeah, and then something happened due to weather yeah. conditions? Oh, okay. It, um, it was supposed to happen last week and it was rainy. Uh, I've actually heard two things, but I think the official word right now is bad weather stopped it. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of rainy out there on the East Coast. It was supposed to, uh, the launch was supposed to take place in Taitong. And that's more of a coastal area and it's actually right up against the mountains. So there is a lot of weather volatility out there. And uh, it's kind of a shame because this was a huge um, work in progress. It was supposed to happen in December of 2019, but because it was taking place on like indigenous tribal land and a lot of the tribal leaders didn't hear about it, oh. they lodged a protest and they got the launch actually set back until February 13th, which was when it was supposed to take off. And then uh, February 13th came around and there was... Um, there was murmurs of a software problem, and then now it looks like bad weather was supposed to stop it. Now, this is Taiwan's first indigenously made rocket, which means it's developed and made at home in Taiwan, which is something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. Taiwan has launched satellites before. We've done had the Formosat projects from one through seven, but those have always piggybacked off of uh, NASA space shuttles, uh, SpaceX space shuttles. Really cool thing about this space shuttle is that it's one-tenth the cost of a traditional Are rocket. serious? One-tenth. Sounds wow. like Taiwan to do something like that, right? Just it's to make something efficient. good at a fraction Cutting of the cost. cost. That's right. <laughs> and, um, and if this launch was successful, it would have uh, set a world record for the rocket of its kind to hit an altitude of 200 kilometers. So it's oh. what they call a hybrid rocket. It's not so much a traditional rocket. It uses a different kind of fuel and the combustion. Someone much more smarter than me thought of this. <laughs> and I'm sure the science of it works out. But if this was su successful, it would have 
hit a world record, and I'm, I'm kind of bummed out it didn't happen. And now they're going to postpone, right? They're yeah. going to conti- uh, try again, right? They're going to try again. When is that going to be? They didn't say. They don't. They didn't say. I mean, something like this is planned years in advance, and all, all of a sudden you say can't have it. I mean, hopefully it's not going to take years again. But of course, they probably have to see meteorological patterns and wind direction and things like that. Do you know? Do you have information of how long it took them to make this rocket? I do not actually. But well, all I how know, how many years has been happening? It's we very didn't know. interesting. It's a it's a company called TieSpace. And would you guys like to venture a guess where in Taiwan this place is uh, headquartered? Uh, you don't. You don't mean. You think it's Shinzu. You don't mean it's Taichung. Not Taichung. Taichung or Taichung. Not Taichung. Uh, Taipei. Um, Tainan. Get this, Miaoli. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> of all the places, Miaoli. Wow. Like you don't really hear well, about. That's more like the countryside, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just really, really cool. I um. I always, I always thought I'd, it, it'd be a real stretch if I could become an astronaut, but who knows? Taiwan might who have knows? astronauts relatively soon. <laughs> All right, so what's going on with China Airlines? I know the tourism industry has taken quite a bit of a hit with this new outbreak going on, and I think that's... People playing it safe. You can't think that, oh, there's a disease out there and people are just having great vacations. What's going on, Natalie? Okay, yeah. So a lot of the uh, tourism um, industry uh, destinations and related industries like airlines have taken a hint, hit. And uh, Ty- China Airlines, which is the national carrier here for Taiwan, um, their supervisors are taking a 10% pay cut. So They decide on their own. <laughs> we don't know how that oh, works. Okay, okay, okay. Whose idea was? But um, that's because their business has been hurt by the virus outbreak, and you know there are a lot of travel restrictions, mm. which actually are good to protect us. But mm-hmm. um, and they're also encouraging their employees to take vacations at this time, and <laughs> rare for a Taiwanese company, right, to, to go on vacation. Un- unpaid though, unpaid. right? Unpaid. Um, uh, well, paid or unpaid? Not yeah. really paid, actually, because people have oh. vacation and they have comp leave that need they need to take so they're saying this is a good time to do it we don't have much business anyway so yeah go on vacation wow taiwan is not i know uh cathay pacific the hong kong air carry asked their employees to take what was it three months of unpaid leave oh this okay. is unpaid leave well unpaid they haven't leave. gone to unpaid leave yet yeah. yeah so right now well what made the news was that their supervisors are taking a pay cut and they're encouraging their employees to take their vacations at this time right so, would you guys feel weird about traveling at this time? Would you be wary uh, yes. of being on a plane? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Unless... Well, I noticed some people kept their travel plans because they planned it so you know, far ahead that they are not think They don't want to go to the house of canceling it. So, they went anyway, just like our colleague, right, John? <laughs> well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm just... The reason why uh, Natalie is here is because John got on a plane yesterday and i was thinking wow that's that's brave, brave. <laughs> yeah you don't know where that plane has been they probably would disinfect if it's been to china oh yeah, yeah. every time mm-hmm. i think they inspect so. it every time i know that cathay pacific i mean um you know from what i know is that they regularly have like uh it's like what 10 15 flights a day now they cut it down to just two oh, because wow. my um my sister-in-law just uh, went back to, to switzerland or? um to hong kong yeah oh. And there was only two flights, and she, yeah, she has to go back to work, so she had to take that flight. Wow. One of the two that's only left on each regular day. 
Um, did they say how much this 10% cut would... Would last? Well, like, I mean, how even, long? How much it would save for the company? Oh, wow. Well, this is a short report. It was a so, short report. Uh, I don't know. Sure I mean, they have a lot of employees, lot. <laughs> but that's... If it's management, I'm thinking... I, I then then you get a good idea of like how much they're making they're making <laughs> how much they're getting paid well, you're how like many managers oh are wow there, right? you know as a side note I know of a restaurant um, you know they decided to cut the staff by half and let the other half go on vacation take a break um, because they weren't expecting that many customers anymore during this time and since they're oftentimes working so much overtime you know that it's a good time for them to take a take a rest. So half of the staff is asked to just rest at home. You can take a positive spin on these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of people like, um, you know, tourist destinations have seen a lot less visitors, especially those with a lot of Chinese, you know, tours like Ali San and stuff. So they're kind of hurting. Yeah, that's uh, that's I mean, I think it's just it's 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 expected almost. Right. You mean. Uh, when everybody's telling you to stay at home, and I certainly have, uh, you just don't expect people to hop on planes that much. All right, so we're talking about how just the mere mention of the word Wuhan could bring fear to people, and some people who come from that city are having a hard time now, but surely you have one story about a guy who claims he's from Wuhan even though he's not. What's what, what's this about? Okay, well, he's, um, he's actually from Qingdao, okay, and uh, one day he kind of just uh, lied and said that he just came from Wuhan, and he asked to be quarantined. Mm. Where? So, in Taiwan? Um, no, this is not in Taiwan. So I guess that maybe he went back to Qingdao, but he just lied, saying that he just came from Wuhan. So he asked to be quarantined. And after 14 days, um, they found out that this guy had lied. And the only Does reason was because... Did he or something? <laughs> no. The, okay, so he's 55 years old. And on January 26th, he was coming from Qingdao. Or he was arriving at a Qingdao um, station. And then he told the guy that he had just left a Wuhan jail and asked to be quarantined. Okay. <laughs> and so what they, well, the thing is like that um, he said that he, he's coughing, but they took his temperature and he said, you're fine. You're, you're not sick or anything. But he kept on saying like, oh, you know, I took the train and I, I don't remember where I went, but I took the train how many times and all that kind of stuff. So he was not clear about his testimony every time but anyway so then they put him in quarantine anyway after 14 days the police asked him again that's when he confessed that he was lying now he said that because he's single and he kind of works like part-time jobs and on January 26th as he was like going on the way home mm-hmm. he just thought ah, when I go home I'll be by myself why don't I just lie my way and then I get fed by the government yeah that's what I was thinking free food and- <laughs> yeah that's what it was Lodging. Ugh. And so um, he got arrested. Funny. And then he was put arrested. in jail for seven days. So seven more, more extra food. days of free food. <laughs> You're giving him exactly what he wants. Oh, that's, that's funny. They should find oh, him. They should yeah, find him, they, right? Yeah, that's what he doesn't want. Right. That's true. That's that's you funny. <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of funny. Oh, gosh. I mean, so. I know. Wow, that's... 
They must have really good food in quarantine or like in jail in, in, in China, I'm Or guessing. this guy is just lonely and he's, you know, sad. out of money. He's just really, yeah, just That's sad, actually. pathetic. It's not so. funny anymore. It's I sad. mean, <laughs> I mean, guys. Yeah, I like, know. As, no, we as do a person know who's succumbed to being alone, I've never once thought, well, you know what? I, I, a, police, a police station might be a nice place to meet somebody. Right. But yeah. they have, but they have been like uh, reports out of Taiwan's quarantine uh, areas. As we know, there's a few um, Taiwanese who were in Wuhan and they got uh, sent back to Taiwan, and they're being quarantined right now. And you know, there's been, for the most part, people have been hush hush about their whereabouts. But then you have uh, they themselves have access to the internet and they kind of show what their lives are like. It's actually not a bad deal they got going on yeah. you know i heard that um you know in the united states there was a plane that went to the riverside military base mm-hmm. and they each had their own room but they would have like meetings and stuff via zoom and uh-huh. they got really close this group of this this um yeah. you know plane of people they're like we're gonna keep in touch and visit each other <laughs> yeah. you know and you know they well, got to out. become good friends because yeah. they like they they had some classes. I mean, they tried to make their two weeks really productive. Okay. They tried to they they had, like, bond together. They around, and, and they seemed to have a great time together. I <laughs> better have a good plan for myself, because I, I think, Taiwan. imagine myself being quarantined 14 days. I think I would go crazy. But you're right. Well, you if I think ahead. Right? You have something. You can do something. Yeah. I guess that, that that's a great idea. Wow. You make some new friends. You make you some new friends. People, FaceTime. <laughs> learn some chat. new things. I think uh, there was an article also on um, National Public radio that talked about the princess diamond cruise that's off the coast of japan being quarantined right now and they too have also become a tight-knit community because they get they get like an hour to walk around and they form like these uh these whatsapp group chats and they're all checking in on each other like hey how are you doing i'm like i'm all right crazy you know quarters over there the silver linings that you can get Free food. Free food. <laughs> maybe a friend Extended for life. vacation. <laughs> Heck, now you got me thinking about spending the weekend in the uh, police station. All right, so we're just about a month out from the Black Hawk accident that kind of claimed eight lives of high-ranking officers in Taiwan. And uh, Natalie, you said you have a, an update for us? Yes, this is actually a report um, which came out this past Friday. And um, the helicopter's flight recorder was sent to the United States um, on January 8th after the incident on January 2nd. So um, this was the analysis by the U.S., um, uh, experts, and it said that rapidly changing weather conditions along with inadequate situation awareness contributed to the fatal crash. Um, also, they said that defective cockpit resource management could also have been involved, which means that perhaps the pilot and co-pilot didn't follow due procedures um, You know, in an emergency mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, it's just really sad. They had, um, the chopper crashed into a hilltop under cloudy conditions in the mountains of northern Taiwan. Um, But, you know, the U.S. said that the advanced technology fitted on their Black Hawk, which included a military GPS and inertia navigation system, should have been able to sound an alarm about, you know, the, the coming impact so, but it seems that it was partly human error and partly environmental factors. Mm. 
So Was there a reason why it, the black box was sent to the United States and not analyzed domestically? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I Well, maybe because, um, you know, it is a U.S. helicopter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure. Maybe they trust the U.S., I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say, but it seems like they're being quite... I don't know. They're, they're they're being quite transparent about it. At least mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm no helicopter technician, but mm-hmm. this was a very very tragic accident. Yes, and, uh, and a very good helicopter. It's a very very yeah, good helicopter. Very expensive and-, and I think they put a lot of attention to this because we you know lost some of, some of the best best yeah, military, military officials. Yeah, and right before the election as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was unfortunately tragic. Hopefully, the investigation will still go on and we'll get more answers over time. Unfortunately, this is just one of those things where I don't think there's any answer to it. All right, Shirley, tell us about the Tainan Waterworks Museum and their new policy. Hmm. The exact name is like Tainan Shan Sang Garden and Old Waterworks Museum. Mm. Very long name. But it's uh, sort of like a historical site, and um, you have to pay to get in. And uh, they had they used to have a rule, like no pets allowed, no animals. But um, then the thing was that uh, sometimes some stray dogs would get in when, you know, um, I mean, just accidentally. Mm. And then if the staff kind of like, you know, um, chase them out, then that's fine. But but then there's this um, dog, um, golden, well, I don't know what kind of dog it is, Mikusu. Oh, it's, a, it's just a mix. It's just a mix? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So Mikusu it's a mixed mix, yeah, <laughs> kind of dog. And it seems pretty smart. It, you know, it never wanted to leave the park. And, um, but they got a lot of complaints from netizens. Mm. And so they started, you know, like more than 10,000 people left messages and all that. And so the culture department decided to change the rules and they had a discussion with even the netizens. And um, they decided they're going to keep the dog. And uh, they even, you know, implanted a chip Mm. on the dog and it can become like a watchdog. And um, maybe they eventually would um, expand the regulations to include other stray dogs if they happen to scramble, you know, into the, into the park they can be mascots right yeah (laughs) just you know give them their shots and clean them up and yeah if being on the internet has taught me anything is that when there's a choice between dog cat and people the internet will always side with dog and cat no. That's <laughs> the lesson. Okay. Hey, there's one other thing I forgot mm-hmm. to say. They installed um, some um, strollers for pets. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that's another oh, that's thing about nice. the park itself now. Well, if you have a pet <laughs> and you find yourself in Taiwan, make sure you go see the uh, the water... What yeah, is it? Old Waterworks Museum. The Old Waterworks Museum. Anyway, right. that's all the time we have for this week's Here in Taiwan. Don't forget, coming up next, I have Ear to the Ground and Jukebox Republic. For here in Taiwan, I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Natalie So. Don't go away, you guys.
This is Radio Taiwan International. Tourism commercials for Taiwan usually focus on the beauty of this subtropical island. The lush mountains, the white beaches, Aboriginal dancing and singing, Hakka cuisine, or maybe even a bustling temple. Recently at RTI, we tried to recreate those images with sounds. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, a look at how we use radio to represent a small island with a whole world of sounds. An ear to the ground. How do you capture the beauty of Taiwan in just 30 seconds? Well, recently I took a stab at doing just that. The final product was a short ad that was jam-packed with uniquely Taiwanese sounds. Listen! Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Now that the ad's complete and we've begun to air it on RTI, I wonder whether people who've never been to Taiwan before can tell what all the sounds are all about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the sounds one by one, and I'll do my best to give you an idea of what they're all about and how they wound up in this ad. The ad begins with two little boys, Joshua and Joey. Have a listen. Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Now, Joshua and Joey are actually the sons of RTI host Natalie So. In the background, you can hear I've added some market sounds, which fade out when they ask you to listen a little bit more closely. Then the sounds of Taiwan are played one by one, starting with this one. That's the sound of a moon-shaped lute, an instrument played by an old man in the southern Taiwan county of Pingdong. I wanted to use this as background through the whole commercial because it sounds very Taiwanese and it gives the feeling of a laid-back, down-home, folksy atmosphere. That's the heart of Taiwan. The honking horn belongs to an ice cream seller on a motorcycle who is driving through an aboriginal village in the mountains of Shinju County. The kids that you can hear are from the Atayal tribe. They're yelling babu, babu, which is the sound of the horn, and it's also what they call ice cream. These waves were recorded on a beach in the southeastern county of Taidong. Taiwan is, after all, an island, so we need to hear the ocean. A marble falls into a bottle of soda. That's the sound that you can hear when you open up a traditional drink that kids have enjoyed for a long time. A drink called danzi qi shui. Now food is an important part of Taiwanese cuisine. You can hear this woman at the well-known Shilin Night Market in Taipei calling out three popular Taiwanese snacks. Oyster omelets, braised minced pork on rice, and stinky tofu. A scooter comes in here because this adds to the hustle and bustle that makes Taiwan so exciting. 
A fisherman from the northeastern harbor city of Jilong hawks his catch at a market in Taipei. He's using the Taiwanese dialect. The cicadas begin their rhythmic call at this point. That's commonly heard throughout Taiwan in the summertime. This announcement is in the Hakka language. It can be heard on the Taipei Metro as the subway pulls into Ximen Station. This is the Amis language, the language spoken by the largest group of indigenous people in Taiwan. The announcement was recorded at the train station in Taidong, which for me is like a second home. So the picture I wanted to paint of the Taiwan I know and love is one full of friendly people. It's a place where music and food are important, and so are a wide variety of languages and cultures. And of course, beautiful natural vistas are never too far away. But as a collector of sounds, what I wanted to convey more than anything else is that Taiwan is a place where beauty can not only be seen, it can also be heard. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. Welcome to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Ba San Yao has been in the top 10 on the charts for a while. It's the name of a band. It stands for 831. Supposedly, it's the day that they formed the band, August 31st. Ba is 8, San is 3, Yao stands for 1. I'll explain that later. But uh, their English name is even longer. The Last Day of Summer, 831. This is their latest song on the top charts. 想见你,想见你,想见你. Miss You 3000 by Ba San Yao. Me, 
别急，谁去约每个明星，在未来能够去亲上你，受不了每次爱情，不错过你的踪迹，会不会你一样等着这段距离？相机只想见你，未来过去，我只想见你，穿越了千个万个时间胜利。All right, you're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. That was Ba San Yao with the song "Xiang Jian Ni, Xiang Jian Ni, Xiang Jian Ni," which translates into "Miss You 3000." Well, that's not the literal translation. Literal translation is "Miss You," and said three times. So anyway, Ba San Yao, um, this band has been in the top ten on the charts for quite a while, and yeah, finally I got around to introducing them. So Ba San Yao stands for eight three one, but normally one is pronounced as e in Chinese. But in this case, um, they've used Yao um, instead of e, and that's because let's say you're talking to someone on the phone. And you try to say the number one. It doesn't come out clearly, you know. So they decide to use yao, just like ling for zero, instead of saying ling, which might not come out clearly on the phone or whatever, and you don't want to get it wrong. So they use dong, which is the character for hole, like a hole in a wall. A hole. It makes sense, right? Like o for zero. Anyway, and it's commonly used in China.、Uh, To say yao for、um, for the number one instead of e、um, that's spoken here in Taiwan. You know the band name is long in English. It's the last day of summer eight three one, right? And eight three one stands for August thirty first. But you know they also have a way of coming up with long song titles. Like for example,、um, and I'm actually not playing these songs for you though. But I'm just reading off the titles here. 我不想改变世界，我只想不被世界改变 I don't want to change the world. I just、uh, don't want to be changed by the world. Okay. And the other one. 玩滑板的孩子不会变坏。Kids who play、uh, the skateboard are not bad. And then here's another one. 老妈最常说的十句话。Um, the ten sentences that mom says often. Yeah. So they like these long, long names. So it's a group of five men, and it's a, a rock band. They formed in two thousand three. And、uh, when the five came together, they had just graduated from high school. The following year, they took part in Spring Scream and Famos Festival, two of the most popular summer rock concerts in Taiwan. Their music was really appreciated by May Day,、uh, which is actually the most popular rock band in Taiwan. So after May Day listened to their music, they took the initiative to write recommendations for their debut album called Save the World. 
and uh, they even appeared in the music video uh, for Ba San Yao's for 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 the song. The album cover actually has an illustration of a real, like a human heart dripping with blood, but with a knife and a nail through it. I just don't understand. But anyway, let's have a listen to um, Save the World. She says, will you be my boyfriend? My God,
You know, Basan Yodi also took part in other music festivals. Like in 2007, they were at the uh, famous Hohaiyan Music Festival and made it to the final round. Uh, when they came out with Let's Go to Hawaii, that song, it went viral on uh, on the internet. The song became the commercial song for a popular children's park called Window on China Theme Park, where everything is made miniature size of landmarks around the world. And this is like outside Taipei City, you know. So um, I thought we can listen to that song now. Let's go to Hawaii.
我觉得我帅呀帅呀帅的掉渣，他们看我帅呀帅呀帅的傻瓜，人生就像画了跌倒再爬起来，所以万花瓣的孩子不会变坏，只会变帅。学生代不听话的头发染的很嚣张，不是坏事，我明白。想要的未来模样，不做他人演的大人才伟大。穿破的吉他，穿破了更爽，疯狂的虾米在爬。明天该去哪？明天再说吧。把谁卡？我是老大。我觉得我帅呀帅呀帅的掉渣。他们看我帅呀帅呀帅的傻瓜，男生就像花瓣跌倒再爬起来，所以万花瓣的孩子不会变坏，只会变帅。有点歪歪，表情要有点拽拽，做自己不讨喜，但我不假扮，偷偷的不是摆烂，穿高跟鞋回家来，怕我认真去来，自己都会怕。耍破了吉他，唱破了更爽，悬崖桂花也太傻。明天该去哪？明天再说吧，青春就该跌跌撞撞。我觉得我帅呀帅呀帅的掉渣，他们看我帅呀帅呀帅的傻瓜，单身就像花瓣跌倒再爬起来，所以万花瓣的孩子不会变坏，只会变帅。All right, that second song. I decided to play the one that's、uh, titled、um, "Kids Who Play、um, the Skateboard Are Not Bad." Yeah, Basan Yao also won awards in Singapore for best band. Yeah,、uh, in two thousand seven, they turned from an underground band to a mainstream band, and then、uh, in two thousand nine, they became Mayday's special guests at their concerts, and in fact, more than once. In 2011, they were invited to perform at、uh, the Mao Live House in Shanghai. We're not talking about a big concert. We're talking about a restaurant slash pub where they squeezed in 600 people to hear the performance. Can you imagine that? And then, sometime in 2012, they also represented Taiwan at the New York CMJ Music Festival. Now, how about that? In 2014, they got Best Band Award in Hong Kong. 
and the following year they stepped on to Taipei the uh, Taipei Arena for uh, for a live concert. Uh, Taipei Arena is like the biggest arena in Taipei City. The shortest amount of time for the concert tickets to be sold out was 200 seconds for two shows. Oh no, 30 seconds for one show in 2017. 30 seconds, totally sold out. That was actually a birthday concert uh, held on August 28th. Because remember, um, the band name is August 31st. It came together in August 31st. So, and then they were invited to perform at the Golden Melody Awards, which is the equivalent of the Grammys in the West, uh, in the year 2018, the first time ever. So they are going strong. They are popular. I bet they never thought that they would become so famous like they are now. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. One last song for you from Ba San Yao. So you hold the Ba San Yao, the last 831. <laughs> 更喜欢那个自己连那周都来到自然醒那自己才发现青春像冰淇淋结局是我一生回忆
Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.